0: I'm Kimberly Amici. Welcome to the Build Your Best Family podcast. This is a practical show to help you imagine, plan, and build your best family. We believe that the secret to having a happy family is not being perfect, but having purpose. Each week, I'll be here sharing with you lessons I've learned, conversations I've had that will equip you to create new habits, challenge mindsets, and build relationships that will allow your family to thrive. Welcome back, Jess Carey and Elise Daly Parker. We're here today to continue our series on body image. Who's excited yes. for this conversation? Oh, to keep can't going? Wait. <laughs> we are ready. We are ready. We are ready. Definitely. <laughs> um, all right. So, open up. To open up, I'm going to share a quick story. Great. So, I was over, we were at a friend's house celebrating. Someone's birthday, my friend's husband's birthday. And I was talking to a girlfriend of mine, and one of our other friends comes up, and she, you know, and we've known each other for a long, long time. And she says to me, Oh, my daughter saw me getting dressed today. And she was like, Mama, you need to do something about that belly. And she's like, Girls, she's like, I need to get on this. And I was like, Oh no, you don't.
1: (laughs) I said, time out, time out. And then look, this is
0: this must have been the Holy Spirit because this is. Because I struggle. look, I'm mm-hmm. I, I, the reason why I want to talk about this topic is because I need to learn something in this area, but yeah, it was all. just literally what came out of my mouth was, no, you her her daughter's like, God, I feel like she's like six or seven. I'm oh. like, yeah. I was like, oh. no, you need to normalize that for your daughter. Yes, because yeah, my friend is she's not like she looks great. Mm-hmm. And she has a I don't know what we what are we calling it when A little like normal. Even normal. have a normal human. She human, has human. Yeah. 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 She, ha, she has earned the right to be called mom. That's yes. what that is. That's yes. right. Yes. That's so right. I don't know if she's listening to this episode and she's the hearing me describe her body. But I mean,
2: like Oh boy. Our, <laughs> that like would say, be interesting.
0: But they normalize the dad bod,
1: right? Why can't yes. we normalize the mom bod? Yes. yes. So true. Yes.
0: Why? Like, so so it was really. And she's like, oh, so like, that's why I'm friends with you. And like, she gave me a hug, and she's like, I gotta think about this, and it, it's so it, and it's typically my point is it's typically not my knee jerk reaction, but yeah. I walked away thinking, God, that was you, right? Mm. The, we need to, you know, have a healthy body image, understand our mm-hmm. value and worth, and who God created us to be, and stop promoting that within our families. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, even as a young, young girl, you know, the images that she's seen on TV, the images that she's seen on movies, Mm -hmm. even in cartoons is somebody that has no curves, no shapes, no, no stomach, no this, no that, and then is holding, you know, her mom up to that standard. And, and how awesome can we be like, Hey, no, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I know yep. my friend takes care of her body. I know she eats healthy. You know, I'm sure she doesn't eat healthy sometimes, like we all do. But, yeah. like, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong, you know. And for for our knee-jerk to reaction to be like, ooh, I got to fix this. Yeah. Um, it's not where we want to be, right? No. Uh, the reason yeah. why we're talking about this is how do we get to a place no. where we're like... See, I yeah. think that's
2: so important, Kimberly, because I think what you're saying is basically our default is to to put our bodies down, yeah. Mm-hmm. to defend our bodies in terms of our children yep. or anybody else. And there's no thought. It's just, oh, yeah. gosh, she's right. I need to take care of that belly. Yeah. No, exactly. she's not. No, she's not right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to think about, is there something that I'm doing that's not healthy for my body? That's legitimate. Right. right. But- but to to think that you're not supposed to have any body fat or a belly after having babies, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Wrong.
1: Yeah. Well, it's And right. I think and it's
2: what's made us fat actually.
1: In many ways, yeah, because then you just you you grab for, you know, you develop these emotional eating habits. You're feeling yeah. bad and it's like, what can I do to make myself feel better? And oftentimes that's like, well, let's celebrate with something that I enjoy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, um, and but- and yeah, go ahead, Jess. No, I was just going to say, it's like the the idea, this idea around body shame is actually ancient. This is mm. not a new tactic for us women and and men. I'll include them in this. I've mm-hmm. um, dealt with this for a long time. And here's why I say this. So in Genesis, we'll go, we're going to go right to the word here. Genesis. <laughs> Chapter 2, verse 25, it says, Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. So they're like walking around the Garden of Eden in all their glory, just living their best days, right? Not like looking down and being like, Ooh, that waistline, I don't know about that. You know, they, they had none of that consciousness. Yeah. But the, here's what happened the very next chapter. So Genesis chapter three, and it's verses eight through 11. I'm going to paraphrase, but they heard God coming. This is after the fall, after they've eaten the fruit and they are like, oh my gosh, like we got to do this, whatever. God says to them, he goes, where are you guys? Where are you at? And Adam says, I heard you in the garden, God, and I was afraid because I was naked. Mm -hmm. And so I hid one chapter, naked, felt no shame next chapter naked yeah. because i and i was ashamed so i hid mm-hmm. so the the very first human emotion that sin ushered into the world was self-consciousness and body shame
0: mm. yeah
1: like if we don't think that this is like oh, right. oh Good point. social media oh say so sad. like no no this is as old as the enemy to our soul and, mm. and You know, Adam and Eve in the garden. Mm -hmm. So So we're gonna
2: say, preach it, sister.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But but I the thing is is that there's hope, you know, there is hope because God made us in his image. So it's it's actually reclaiming that Mm. it's going back in our minds and shifting our perspectives in such a way that we don't accept. The second-rate identity that the enemy gives to us, like, oh, now you, you can't go before God. Like, you can't be in front of others. You got to hide. You better hide all that. Cover it up in your moo-moo or whatever, right? <laughs> no. We reclaim our identity in as an image-bearer of God himself. And when we really start to, like, unpack that, I mean, I've struggled with body image and shame myself, but when I when I study what God says about me and I start affirming that, like, you know, we're gonna talk about replacing negative self-talk, that is when you start to get these like glimmering lights of confidence. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I actually feel good about myself today. That's different. Mm. Right? So, yeah. anyways.
0: That's where shame comes from. It's old. Oh, that's yes, good. it that's is good. old. And shame Older. really is not a good motivator. I mean, you know, I think yeah. that it, it it might satisfy some short term progress, meaning that like you know, I'm I'm learning how to identify shame even in my day to day and family life. And if we're using shame and putting shame on our kids to mm-hmm. get them behave a different way. They might mm-hmm. do it in the short term, but for the long term, it can have devastating impact, right? Because it tells them that there's something wrong with them.
1: It yeah, tells them yeah. that they're
0: not just like you did something wrong, but there's something wrong with you. Right. And when we right. take on that identity, it's very hard to shake off unless we are yeah. willing to stand up to it. Oftentimes, use the word of God and and hold it up, yep. um, and the, the sword, right, of truth yep. or and then really fight it, it's it's hard to shake. And so whether it's, we're talking about body image, whether we're talking about academic performance, whether we're talking mm-hmm. about, you know, sports or, or music, whatever it is that we're – shame is never making anybody better. It never no, makes mm-hmm. anybody feel better. And so mm-hmm. learning to identify it and – you know, because a lot of us carry shame from our childhood, right? Well, I was going
2: to say shame actually begets shame. That's like Mm -hmm. a a psychological reality. And so Mm -hmm. if we have shame, we want to get rid of shame. Everybody wants to get rid of their Mm -hmm. shame. It doesn't feel good. So we, we get rid of it by putting Mm -hmm. it onto somebody else. And if we're mothers, we often do it Mm -hmm. to our children. And so it's one of those, the buck stops here kind of things. How do I put a stake in the ground and mm. stop that proliferation really of sin? Mm-hmm. That's sin. That's sin, yeah. As you said, Jess, it's against what the Lord says to us about ourselves. Therefore, yeah. we're taking on this thing that doesn't belong to us. And then we're trying to get rid of it by passing it on to somebody else, our husbands, our children, whoever's closest to us.
0: Right. And
2: as you said, Kimberly, a lot of us were brought up on that. I mean, mm-hmm. to get back to the body image stuff, I can tell you that I remember being quite young and being shamed about, you're not going to eat that, are you? Or you you know. And when I was about 10 is when I started to have the realization that I was fat and that there was something wrong with me. And I can tell you, this is really, this is a terrible truth, Mm -hmm. but I can tell you, I had this skinny friend and- this terrible shame literally led me to eating with my little skinny friend. She was she, she she didn't gain a pound, but we would get like barbecue potato chips, cheese doodles, or we'd go to the local luncheonette. Mm-hmm. Was Louvis at the time, and we'd get French fries and chocolate cokes. I mean, I wasn't. I was just like, and I was aware mm. that I was chubby. The other thing is nobody told me, at least if you actually have a little equation here where food goes in and it's used by your body, you're going to start to grow taller. And as you mature in this puberty, eight, you know, those those years, if you just do some minor adjustments of not treating yourself badly with junk food, you will actually even out in terms of your weight. Mm-hmm. You may not be mm-hmm. a skinny thing, I mm-hmm. look like Twiggy, who was our model back in my day, <laughs> oh but my you goodness. will, you'll be healthy. you no. yeah, can you imagine mm-hmm. even the name? Yeah, But you'll totally. be healthy. <laughs> you'll be, you'll be, you know, let's learn to eat. One of the things I've said, I don't know if I've said it to you guys, but one of the things I've come to recently, and I am on the brink of 65, I want to learn how to eat, not mm-hmm. how to not eat. Because mm-hmm. that not yeah. eating, even that's a shameful thing. It's like, mm-hmm. Boy, oh, I yeah. can't have that. Can't have that. You know, all yeah. that stuff. So.
1: And I that's think mine. that that actually is a very, that's like the gateway to shame for mothers with littles, you know, like they'll give their kid a cupcake or whatever, but then they'll say, oh, mommy can't have that. That'll make mommy fat, you know, mm-hmm. or things like that. Yeah, You know, maybe not that elementary, it might be, have a little bit of nuance to it, but mm-hmm. the the essence of that message yeah. is the yeah. same. You know, and
2: kids pick up on nuance,
1: <laughs> oh, they certainly do. They are smart, yeah, but it's funny because, you know, the this is a little stat. It's by Mario Palmer. And he basically says this. he said ninety one percent of women are unhappy with their bodies, and they resort to these habits, these diets, and these, like, really restrictive exercise programs to achieve the ideal body but only 5% of women naturally now that's the key yeah. 5% of women naturally possess the ideal body type that is presented to us in society and that's wow. at any given time wow so yeah. like you know the the moving target that is the fashion and beauty industry mm-hmm. at any given time only 5% of women naturally will fit that ideal yeah. Mm. So that's where a pretty that low that, number. I'm like the 95% of the rest of us, we're just what, SOL? Or we just, you know, what do we got to do with that? I don't know. Well,
2: and we're made, I think we're made, made to feel because, I mean, just, just what we're talking about. You've got this standard. You can't reach it. It's not natural to you. Yeah. It's not natural to your body. So you spend your entire life mm-hmm. seriously mm-hmm. feeling like crap about what you've got. Yeah. And trying to be something different. And if you're like me, I know you guys pretty well. And I know that you haven't struggled through the same. I've been like 50, 50 pounds up, 50 pounds down Mm -hmm. several times in my life. And, you know, I mean, at least that's
1: common. That's very common. That is a, you know, that's not unusual for people to the pendulum to swing like that both mentally and physically
2: oh yeah and they trigger each other they do they -hmm. do yeah you know it's interesting
0: about that that beauty stat you know when i think of like the things that we're seeing in culture the things that we're seeing in politics isn't it like a tiny tiny percent that actually have the loudest voices Mm -hmm. that make it seem as if that's true and everything are (laughs) the most pressing issues and are like prolific. And then you find Mm -hmm. out, oh, well, the stats don't really support that. Um, There's many different topics that come to mind. Um, And (laughs) (laughs) there's there's your episodes for the next year. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But it's that small percent percent that is being Mm -hmm. glorified in the media, that's being glorified in what we're seeing and what we're hearing that Mm -hmm. we are starting to believe is the standard that we're starting to live up to, a standard that we were never meant to meet. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we attach meaning to it when it comes to how we view ourselves. And that's where the the real issue Mm -hmm. is. Yeah. Sure. It, we,
2: we attach meaning to the value of ourselves.
0: Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I
2: mean, it's it's pretty crazy if if you think about
0: it, yeah, which yeah. is what we're doing here. I mean, yeah. got to shake this up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we talked about the first issue about how this idea of, you know, beauty or cultural, the, the cultural standard is constantly changing, right? Mm-hmm. So. Right. Right. Um, you know, it's even with my daughter today, and she's like, she works out a lot. Like, we we both work out. She's at school, but she has a workout program, and, you know, she shares it with me when she's home. And she was showing me how, like, she's gaining muscle. And she's like, but my butt's not big enough. And I'm like, like, my generation wants well, there's their butt to there's surgery for we that, dear. I know, right? And I'm like, your butt is No, perfect. we're not about that. <laughs> <laughs> but we touched on that right in the first episode. But also, you know, when, when it comes to so beauty crazy. standards and and shame, I was thinking as you were talking about the Garden of Eden, I know you were talking about the Bible, but my mind wandered to <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> it does that sometimes. I...
0: <laughs> on my honeymoon when we were in France, wow. and I went on a top, I went topless on a topless beach. And mm-hmm. like when you go to other countries and they don't have clothes on on the beach, it's yeah. not like the skinny minis.
1: No, it's, it's
0: like everybody, because mm-hmm. whatever their cultural, wherever they are, there, there is not the pressure to look like this 5%. And, yeah. and, and when you can move around the country or move around the world and see that the standards are different, so that different. should be a reminder that, that, you know, like kind of, you know, kind of say to ourselves, like, what am I actually like striving for? Like, yeah. and why yeah. am I striving for this? Yeah. yeah. And what else can I be working towards that has, that is better for me physically, but also better for me mentally, emotionally, and eternally?
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say, Kimberly, as you're saying that about the cultural things, I'm thinking, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: you know, I was with my daughter this weekend and she, my, she was, I said something about my arms or my legs or whatever, which I shouldn't (laughs) have said, Um,
1: and you're on the journey, least. It's okay. Yeah,
2: forever. <laughs> and she said something about, you know, you better embrace your big arms and legs. Mm. I, that it's, it's the truth. And you know, mm. I have sisters and we are all built differently. It's very interesting. Not everybody has the larger arms and legs like I have, which I am sure has to do with my Irish heritage, mm-hmm. which, you know, in the DNS, Tests. I'm like a hundred percent. So you know, there's. I mean, there's literally people that were working the land. Probably their Mm -hmm. bodies adapted to certain needs that that require, etc. So it's kind of like we are not just fighting this glorified vision in a magazine or online or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We are literally fighting our own genetics and DNA, which is a pretty hard fight. So. You know, and I was also thinking when you were saying just about Eve, I can tell you Eve was probably not lifting weights. Or doing ice plunge
1: pools either. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, like, you never know. There could have been a snow cap mountain. I don't think there were heated pools back then, Elise. Yeah.
2: Well, there were heated pools, but I don't know about the anyway. Yeah, hot my
0: springs. Point, hot my springs. point is we
2: are really fighting when when you think about yeah. put it in that context, mm. we are really fighting our very nature. And and, again, and we're not meant
1: to do that. Like no. this is the key of it is. We are, that is not a fight that we should be engaging in. There's so many other things that we can fight about, you know? Yeah. But how do we get to the space? I think that's what, you know, I Mm -hmm. want to talk about is how do we get to that space where we don't feel the urge to fight our nature, our DNA, Mm -hmm. our physical well-being, but that Mm -hmm. we, we honor it. Mm -hmm. And we nurture it both mentally and physically. So I I know, Kimberly, you have a couple of ideas about this, Mm -hmm. but it's like, we need to practice mindfulness. We need to kind of get into this space of holy Mm self-reflection. And so, you know, talk to me. What does that mean for you guys?
2: I was going to say both holy H-O-L-Y, and holy W-H-O-L-L-Y. That's a good
1: point, Elise. Yeah, Yeah. because
2: I think what what you're saying, Jess, first of all, you started with how do we find the space? And that is a critical component of any change we want to make, any mindfulness we want to begin. If we don't have the time and space and we're running from thing to thing, Mm -hmm. we can't do it. We just can't do it. So it requires stopping, slowing down, and saying you know even like this week or for the next month because you cannot work on everything at one time so yep. let's say this is a pretty critical issue i want i want to stop beating myself up over this thing so how do i how do i start by paying attention to what i am doing that mm-hmm. that's what am i already defaulting to what am i already in full motion in terms of my mind what am i thinking when i look in the mirror mm-hmm. am i saying Oh, you uh, you know, wrinkle here or lines (laughs) here or what's going on here or worse. I cannot believe what you look like. I I, I told, I've told you guys before, I've looked in the mirror and said, you're disgusting. Mm -hmm. You let this happen again with the weight stuff. Mm -hmm. I have to, I have to know that I'm saying that to myself. Right. In order to stop saying that to myself and figure out what else am I going to say? Yeah. And and that's that takes time, effort, energy, mindfulness. It takes messing it up several times
1: mm-hmm. and
2: going, Oh gosh, I'm I'm there again. I gotta stop this. It yeah. takes putting up a sign on your mirror, whatever, what it takes a lot. It yeah. takes yep. reminders. So well,
0: when I think I of think. shame, I think of a taskmaster, you know, someone who's taskmaster. hard, right? And 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 yeah. always pushing. And mm-hmm. so when it comes to this this topic of body image and how I feel about myself, I am learning to treat myself with kindness and compassion. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, it starts with the mindfulness, but then reminding myself, you know, looking, looking at my lifestyle and saying, Hey, like I'm taking care of my body right now. I have, um, I have tennis elbow. And so I, it doesn't, sorry. I know know. it actually doesn't prevent me from playing tennis. It doesn't hurt Mm -hmm. to play, but it hurts a milk to like jug. pick up things. Yeah. Like picking up things. And, and even I've had to alter my strength training because certain bicep exercises I can't do, but I can do other ones. Right. So I'm like adjusting and there's the part of me that just right. wants to be like, give up and be done. But I'm like, Nope, <clears throat> Nope. I'm going to keep going. But like having compassion for myself when I have an injury or when my body mm-hmm. can't perform the way I want mm-hmm, it to like perform mm-hmm. or even, you know, I'm learning to have, this is something that's been easy to do. But when I have my period, I'm mm-hmm. not going to go and run f- six or seven miles. I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to let my body do what it was designed to do. And I'm going to give myself that day off, or I'm going to go for a walk, or I'm going to do something different. And I'm not going to expect my body to keep going. Right. Mm-hmm. So this this, this compassion, this kindness, and, and just, you know, Mm-hmm. Getting into this mindset of, well, like, thank you, Lord. Thank you that yeah. I have breath in my lungs. Thank you that I am able to, you know, go for a walk. Thank you that I am able to move. Thank you for mm-hmm. what you have given me. And that uh, doesn't come yeah, easy, I but th- I'm learning to do that. I think
2: that's so important, though, that you actually use the example of having your period mm-hmm. menstruating. It, you know, you, it, I don't know if you guys read, did you ever read The Red Tent?
1: Oh yeah. I love that book. Right. It was a book many
2: years ago, but it's, again, it's like, we're talking about going against our nature. And again, when we're talking about being made in the image of God, well, okay, rest. So (laughs) I love that you use that example because I can see people, including myself, not anymore, but pushing through that Mm -hmm. day or two, when you need to just rest, regroup, as you say, go for a walk, appreciate what you can do instead of this mm-hmm. constant, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I should be, I should be able to, yeah. or, or I just want to be able to, and I can't. So yeah. I appreciate that rhythm, paying attention to the rhythms of our body in that mm-hmm. way.
1: Yeah. So I want to make a very strong differentiation between conviction and shame. Mm-hmm. So yes. conviction versus condemnation, right? Yeah. When when we fail to care for our bodies, sometimes we do get a little conviction in our spirit. You know, like oh, I I, I drank one too many glasses of wine. That that might be a little conviction. Like, okay, I, I went over the limit there, and my body is telling me, "Hey, girl, like next time, you're done after two glasses." That's it, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm, <laughs> um, but but there is a lot of. People, specifically women, fall into this space of shame and condemnation, like you said, Elise, where they start to beat themselves up. Oh, I didn't run the five miles that I promised myself I would today. I only ran four. And then they beat themselves up for that. So there is a very, very clear difference. Sometimes we have a conviction of the Holy Spirit that says, yeah, you need to move your body today in whatever way that it feels good to move your body. Mm. Right. And I think your body and pain and, and fatigue are those very real physiological indicators of when we need to rest and when we need to move. Mm -hmm. And, but when it tips over into that other stage where you feel shame and condemnation, that's not for you. And so my recommendations for that is a lot of positive affirmations. So mm-hmm. like you said Elise, it's really funny cuz I I'll put a post-it note up on my mirror if I'm have if I'm struggling in a certain area and I will just claim something really positive about myself, you know, mm-hmm. whether that is a scripture passage or it's just an affirmation, just a positive mm-hmm. affirmation and we shared a, I think a long list of those in another episode, but Put those in your car, like put them on your steering wheel, Yeah. put them on your mirror, put them where you see them, even send yourself a calendar reminder midday, or when you know that you get tempted to have sweets or like, you know, you know, you have an emotional eating habit at a certain time of day, send a reminder that says, you know, food is fuel for my body, something like that. Mm -hmm. And it just reminds you that this is what it's for. Okay. I'm going to make a good choice because I sent myself that reminder, and I want to stay on track, and I want to nurture and honor my body well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, But condemnation, man, it it, is—it's a
0: very thin line between Mm -hmm. conviction and condemnation, friends. Yeah, yeah. You know what? That you know that you can set a reminder on your phone based on your location. Ooh, that's good. So, like, I did. If you're in the kitchen, (laughs) no, no. I was thinking more like. Applegate Farm ice cream like (laughs) you pull into the parking lot like so I used to set these reminders on my phone when I went to Costco (laughs) because my husband was like anytime you go to Costco you have to get water and lemons like that's his like there's no reason to go and walk out the door without either of those we always need those. And so mm-hmm. it would pop up on my phone, and like sometimes I just drive by and it pop up, get water. Water and lemons. Yeah, Gosh, yeah. I didn't so
2: know about this.
0: You can set a reminder based on your location. So, wow. Remember, no in your... condemnation, though. No condemnation. Right. No, but I'm thinking, like, okay, so if I pull into the gym parking lot, yeah. I should have a reminder that pops up and say, "You got this." You know, yes. like whatever wow. it is that I need to encourage yes. me. Yes, I'm I not shame. Not like don't get ice yeah. cream. No, or it could, I could say. Get a small ice cream. Get the kid size, like whatever.
2: Or don't forget (laughs) your greens
0: today. Just a reminder. Um, I like that at least. Protein, (laughs) but don't forget your
2: greens.
0: (laughs) But that pistachio ice cream is green, by the way. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So is lemon basil.
2: Oh, so apparently is there's. I I noticed yesterday we were driving, so we stopped in a McDonald's, you know, to whatever. And I noticed they have a St. Patrick. What do they call it? A lucky milkshake that's green. Yeah. So you could do that too. Here
1: we are talking about ice cream on this, like, I know podcast about healthy stuff, but Hey,
0: ice cream's milk and
1: no condemnation
2: in Christ Jesus.
1: That's right. And an ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Those comments. Right but i i want I wanted to talk to you, Elise, like you you know once you have that negative thought and it's coming down the pipeline, right it mm-hmm. It's impossible to unthink it., mm-hmm. uh, so don't try. And I think that sometimes that adds even more shame because we're like, oh, I shouldn't think that way about myself, And while that might be true, like we want to try to honor ourselves and our mindset, we need to replace. -hmm. Those negative thoughts with something positive, right? And so that's a much more helpful habit to get into when you do recognize it and you're intentional and you have, you know, you think to yourself, "Oh, God, I, I, I should have gone. I should have worked out today, and I didn't. I'm a terrible person for not doing that." Instead of saying something like that, you say, "Okay, I had a negative thought, but you know what? I'm not a terrible person. I had a busy day." And tomorrow is a new day and I will prioritize my exercise tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. you reaffirm something that is honoring and life-giving to yourself because once a negative thought is there, it's just there. You can't yeah. like undo it. No, I think it's, again, it's
2: it's it's not being afraid to have conversations with yourself. So you've said the negative thing. Yeah. And you've said, you know, I sh- oh, I can't believe this. I should have mm-hmm. ridden my bike for a half hour today. And I, and I didn't get to it again. That, that would be a very, mm-hmm. definitely could do that. Then I could say, okay, all right. It's okay. You didn't get to it today. Mm-hmm. What's something that we can do? Maybe let's yeah. do, the, let's do our eight minute abs and call it a day Yep. or, okay. You didn't, as you said, you didn't get to it today. Let's make sure you get to it tomorrow. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's, again, that what you said, Kimberly, being kind and compassionate to ourselves, mm-hmm. not covering up, not answering back that negative comment with more, as you said, just shame of like, mm-hmm. oh, I should, you know, I shouldn't be should, talking should, to myself I should, I should, that way. Yeah. It's, you know, shooting all over ourselves. It's That's just it. like, it's, it's uh, yeah, you can just continued the cycle, or you can just literally be like, and it is weird at first. It takes yeah. a lot of effort, but yeah. it is worth it. I, I can tell you, I do not shame myself the way I did r- routinely anymore. And I made wow. a very conscious decision last summer to stop doing it because That's amazing. it's just not, it, it's not, it, it, it's not getting me any thinner. Um, and in fact it may be even hurting you hurting me yeah. and keeping me where it's stuck so uh-huh. you know it's kind of like okay at least i can get rid of that part of the equation sure and call out the things that are not true and and feel good about that and be like yeah. okay this may not you know this is my my inner voice This may not feel like an accomplishment to somebody else. They may not understand even what I'm talking about, but I know the depths of my issue with weight. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I know that there is so much subconscious chatter going on about it. So I know it's a battle and I Mm -hmm. know I have to fight it on my own and in my mind, certainly outside of my mind as well, but that's where it all begins. And again, Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, let's not add insult to injury by heaping, Yeah. Goods on top of
1: that. Elise, you said something really profound in that little moment. Yeah, you did. You said, this may not be an accomplishment for someone else, but it is for me. Mm -hmm. And I think that is powerful that when we claim, though we celebrate those victories in our own life, Mm -hmm. even just for ourselves, then we create a more positive momentum in our thoughts. And one of the things that's been helpful to me is like, I literally give myself a time out when I have a, you know, a body shaming or life shaming moment. I'm like, time out. Would I say this to any one of my friends? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: No, I would not. I would Mm -hmm. not, not in a million trillion years. would I say, what I just said to myself, Mm -hmm. to my best friend. So if my best friend were struggling with this, what would I say to her? Right. What would I say to her. And that's how I've been able to more readily reformat my toxic mm-hmm. thinking. I just think about okay, what would I tell Elise if Elise had thought what I just thought in my head, which was horrible? Yeah. Love it. You know, what would I tell her? Mm-hmm. And it's way more loving and kind, and and yet still has the, the level of truth in it, you know. If I didn't do a good job of honoring mm. and taking care of my body, there's still truth, but mm-hmm. it has compassion, it has grace in it. Mm-hmm. And that is what is so key and pivotal to yeah. reformatting toxic thinking. So give yourself a timeout and say, okay, timeout. Yeah, would I say this to my good. best friend? If I wouldn't, what would I say to her? And that's probably a much closer version of health, of yeah. healthy thinking. Yeah. Yeah, that's good.
0: Well, one thing I want to say about shame is that shame keeps us hidden, right? When we talked about Adam and Eve, they immediately covered up, right? And sometimes mm-hmm. shame, most of the time, shame will keep us isolated as well. And so I think it's really important to bring it out into the light. Many mm-hmm. times when I share the way I'm feeling about myself or even my body with my friends, uh, they they are there to be able to set me straight. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's so important to have a good support network. I think it's important that we as women should be talking about this topic more often so that Mm. we understand we're not the only ones struggling with it, but also so that we can begin to cultivate different language different thoughts around the topic and then have that accountability like we are so used to saying things about our body that we don't even think about it but if we open up and share with one another what we're struggling with we yeah. can start to identify those sly little things that we just say all the time in culture well no wait a minute no we're not mm-hmm. going to say that mm-hmm. um, and so and call call your money.
1: friends out here's yes. the other thing when you're in a community like i you all know i'm a very direct personality but like someone will say something like, "Oh, I'm this, that, and the other." I'm like, "Don't say that about yourself. Don't say that about my best friend. Mm-hmm. I will smack you," <laughs> you know. And but that has yeah. like it, it kind of like makes people sit up a little bit mm-hmm. because they're like, "Oh, I did just, I did just degrade myself," mm-hmm. you know. And and it was like that wasn't cute and that wasn't funny.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So don't do it, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: I I did a, I do do that, Jess. I do I that. I do that with my friends. I do say, what'd you just say about my friend? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, th- I think I've probably said it to you, Kimberly, a time or two in our, yeah. in some way, I, shape or form, like, wait a minute. But I remember I did a mops talk called, wait, what'd you just say? And it was exactly mm. that. It's like, pay attention to yourself. Wait, what did I just say to me?
1: Yeah. It's,
2: again, it's that the key really is stopping. Mm-hmm. Just like mm-hmm. the sa- your same formula, just timeout. Yeah. Stop. Mm-hmm. Just stop. Mm-hmm. If you can start with stopping, at least it stops the default. It stops it. the unconscious, subconscious, mm-hmm. you know, chatter that is just so it's so damaging.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Love I'm it. curious, how do you guys celebrate your strengths and your accomplishments in this area? Mm-hmm. Like, so we're talking about like shifting the negative talk. So it's not just enough to not think negatively. We really Mm -hmm. have to be intentional about spotlighting the positive. So what do Mm -hmm. you guys do in that respect?
2: Well, I will tell you for me, I think, I think both of you are much healthier naturally eating wise. You're, you're in better habits of the way you eat. And so for me, it's really commending myself when I'm, Doing the fruits and vegetables, making sure mm-hmm. I get a salad a day, making sure I've got some healthy protein. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, yeah, good for you. You did a good job. Yeah, that's all. Just just building myself up when yeah. I do choose the 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 foods that are really going to nourish my body. Right. Good job nourishing yourself. You know.
1: Yeah. Um, good job
2: taking care of yourself. That kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, I think that that's. That's beautiful, Elise, because that is that's difficult for all everybody. You know, like you want to have the snacks and the fun and the you know. So, just creating a habit of honoring that and celebrating that in yourself, it's like it, it creates momentum. You know, you're yeah. like, hey, good job! You ate a salad today. Well done. You know,
2: and maybe maybe saying that the salad was fun somehow yeah. getting my <laughs> mind to think that that salad was as fun as the chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> said no one ever.
0: <laughs> I know, but you know, it's it's
2: interesting, isn't it? Because it's it's yeah. it, what you just said is so true. It's like, yeah, oh, the, the chocolate chip cookie is more fun. The yeah. you know whatever it is that we, yeah, but like. a
0: salad out is so much more fun than a salad in. This like, is I think true. salads taste really good when you eat, get them out. Absolutely so, like to true. me, <laughs> I would be willing to splurge. Like if I'm struggling, I'll splurge on a salad that somebody else makes. I love yeah. that.
2: Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Setting yourself up for success. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good thing. So I celebrate,
1: my My biggest struggle is maintaining a routine of consistent exercise uh, mm-hmm. that, is, that isn't beating myself up. So that, you know, if I haven't gone, if I haven't exercised in a couple of days, then I have this, this habit, right? Of being like, okay, I have to do an hour and I have to go hard and I have to just little
2: punitive
1: annihilate my body in this yeah. workout. Yeah. And it's like no, I don't. So for me, I celebrate when I just have a consistent habit. I I have given myself a an achievable amount of movement and I'll just say that movement per day. So if I, you know, walk for about 2 miles in a day, and that's all the exercise that I get. And I say all oh, a lot of people that's a big deal, mm-hmm. but if I get that in a day, that it, that feels good. Okay, I moved today. Yeah, and I I actually did this printable. I'll share it with you, Kimberly. Mm-hmm. It's uh, fifty two ways to move joyfully, and so I've right. started including more options for me for exercise that allow me one day. Okay. I, I feel tired. So I'm not going to go for a run. I'm not going to walk the long distance, but I'm just going to stretch and I'm going to breathe and I'm going to, you know, maybe do Pilates or yoga or something like that, that, that honors that in my body. And so I celebrate that Mm -hmm. even though my old self would be like, well, you only did half of what you were supposed to do. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, I moved. I moved joyfully today. I, I listened to my body. I took care of it and and I still got
0: some movement in so that's mm-hmm. why I celebrate yeah yeah that's good Mm-hmm. You know what I've been trying to do more of is like literally like bragging on myself and maybe it's not m- bragging on myself as much as like reporting to my family what mm-hmm. I've been up to because I've, <laughs> I've found, and I've talked to other moms about this, like we're so into like, how was your day? And how was this? And how was this? But our kids have no idea what we, what we do all day. They have no idea That's good. like what we're up to, right? We're so mm-hmm. into like cultivating that in our family. And so when mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. talk at dinner, I make sure I share, like, even if nobody <laughs> Trust me, um, <laughs> Hey, like I had a really good, you know, Oh, Oh, like for example, like, Oh, I just hit my 11th week of strength training four days a week. So wow. I like, sometimes I'll screenshot that when my little app does the little confetti and I'll send it to them. Mm-hmm. Right. Because mm-hmm. I just, I want to celebrate those things and I don't want to keep them to myself. So if I've I've had a good day, you know, playing tennis and I played really mm-hmm. well, I'll like be like, "Oh, so I played really well today." But I also share with them when well, I wasn't really into it today, but it was just good to get out there. Like mm-hmm. like verbalizing and sharing with my family what I'm feeling yeah. good about me you know, yeah. and I've yeah. had, a, you know, I had a really great, you know, time with my girlfriends and it was so fulfilling and it was so uplifting. It was so good to be around my friends. You know, we've been so busy lately, like trying to just share with them what brings me life and the things that I'm intentionally doing like that. because, you know, I feel like as moms, no one's really keeping track of it. No mm-hmm. one's really paying attention. So I'm kind of like me yeah. over here. yeah. Um, but it's good, teaching them good for too. you and them, mm-hmm. yeah. It's teaching them as well how i'm I'm measuring my success, like yeah. is my success coming from like what kind of metric is it? And so oftentimes yeah. it's just I got out today, and it was such a beautiful day, and I'm so glad that I got outside for a walk, like mm-hmm. celebrating in front of them and bringing it to their attention so that they know that it's not just, you know, to have transparency. I mean, I also share sometimes when I struggle, but like showing them a different way, yeah. Um, And bringing attention to the things that I'm proud about that maybe I wouldn't, that nobody else would notice. Yeah. Well, I
2: I think that's so important in terms of what we were talking about earlier, the story you started with, Mm -hmm. with a, you know, we, 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 our young child says something about our body and we decide now that child's right and we have to do something about it. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't, why wouldn't we share a positive thing with our children about what we do feel good about? Meaning Mm -hmm. we're modeling a certain thing. So yeah. if we're modeling just the negative of like, you know, oh gosh, I didn't get out. I didn't get out all day, or I'm exhausted, or whatever the case may be. Whatever mm-hmm. we're saying, mm-hmm. um, we are communicating. Yeah. And so why not flip the switch on that? I love that, Kimberly. Like mm-hmm. actually, it's it it honors you as a human being. It honors mm-hmm. you to you, and it honors you to your family. Mm-hmm and it's all good. There's, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm a human being here making some accomplishments and I'm modeling how to be nice to myself so that you can be nice to yourself too. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But I think yeah. you also, this also brings up a very good point that this is accountability. This is, we, mm-hmm. we grow yeah. in health, in community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, some people, there are probably some listeners whose spouses are part of the problem. We'll just mm-hmm. say that out loud. Right. So that's not your accountability partner. Okay. You're not going to go there to look for affirmation for the good things that you're doing, because that might just be a trigger for more negativity. Yeah. But there are people in your world and, you know, that you can find that can be those people that you celebrate with. And, you know, so find those accountability groups, find that community where you can, you can text a friend and be like, Hey, I did half a mile longer today than I did yesterday. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. And they will celebrate that with you because yes. I agree, Kimberly, when you share it with someone else, mm-hmm. it, it feels more joyful. You know, it feels mm-hmm. like more of an accomplishment than if you mm-hmm.
0: just kind of give yourself a pat on the back. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah. Accountability is a wonderful thing. Yep, in that so, way.
0: So, as we wrap up, I just thought we could share a few scriptures that we've focused on personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll start by sharing. I think I mentioned in one of the previous episodes that I do do these affirmations about my body. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I uh, Corinthians six nineteen through twenty it says, "Do you not know that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own; you were bought at a price. There." Grace, therefore, for honor God with your body. Therefore, therefore, I'm yeah, there, like, therefore, yeah. honor? Therefore, yes, there one more. <laughs> Honor God with your bodies. All right. And so the, the confession or the affirmation that I make is that my value is not determined by the number on the scale or the size of my clothes, but beauty comes in all shapes and sizes. Mm-hmm. I am complete just the way I am. And that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite affirmations because I have been in seasons where, you know, I've gotten to the number on that scale and yeah. I don't feel any different about myself. And so I feel like being like, mm. you liar, you liar. Yeah. Like I thought yeah. that if I just had this number that everything would change and it doesn't. And it helped me realize that that, mm. that feeling that I'm after is fleeting. And that it really, yeah. it, it tra- retraining my thoughts is really where the the power is and where the gold is. And so that's a scripture that I, Remind Mm -hmm. myself of. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yes. So I you know, I don't know. I didn't I don't know that I actually have the full scripture, but we are fearfully and wonderfully made, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Is that
2: do you have that? Do you have the the actual scripture up?
1: Yeah. So it's it's Psalm 139 and it it's verses 13 and 14. It kind of goes this, for you created. My inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I love this part. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well.
2: Yeah. Mm. So we can both talk about that. That's the beautiful (laughs) scripture. And I I mean, again, I think about, you know, the message of that scripture is like so not dependent on who we are because it's before we were knit in our mother's womb. Yeah so it's based on such an essential being that we don't even understand it do you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying yeah. like we were before we were as we know what we what we are physically right. and that to me is just that's the place to start to kind mm-hmm. of think about how we are essentially made by yeah. god and that is our value period amen
1: yeah and so interestingly, those two words fearfully and wonderfully have a little bit deeper meaning. so to be fearfully made means to be in awe of that thing to mm. be awesome mm-hmm. to stand in awe of the thing so when we when it says we are fearfully made, our bodies are actually to be in awe of them, yeah, you know, and we don't and we what, don't think about that, but no. If you think about this, taking a breath, do you know that you have miles of tissue inside of your lungs that allow the exchange of carbon dioxide and oxygen? That alone is like, that is awesome, right? But we take that for granted because we breathe and we talk and we do these things every day. Oh, yeah. But that is fearfully. And then wonderfully means to be set apart, to be unique, original. And we know that, you know, everybody has a unique fingerprint and our eyes are all unique and all these things. Like there are similarities in our bodies, but every single one of the, us has a divine, original, set-apart body. And so those, that scripture is just like mind-blowing. If you mm-hmm. really get to the, the deepness of it, you're going to be like, wow. Mm. I am awesome, and I am one of a kind.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, when we think about, you know, I think about a beautiful day. We were just up in upstate New York, and it was snowing, and it was gorgeous, and it was the pine trees, and you're out in nature. And I've heard people say things like, nature is my religion, or, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm, that sure, kind of thing. Sure. And I just think, okay, so have you ever, I'm sure you have, gone out on a beautiful day and just been in awe and wonder mm-hmm. of... The sky and how blue it is, or the snow and how unique every single snowflake is, just I, like us. I feel like, wow, let's apply a little of that to ourselves, <laughs> just a little, and just be like, as you're saying, just get up in the morning and go, yeah. I am br- like seriously. People <laughs> say these things as sort of funny thing. Oh, you know, I'm just glad I'm alive today. Well, <laughs> no, actually, I really am glad. <laughs> Like really, I am really breathing. I made it through another night, which is such a bizarre concept of it's in and of itself where we like shut down, go to sleep and wake back up again. It is, you know, Mm -hmm. it is a wonderful reminder to uh, be in awe of God's creation because it's wild.
1: Mm -hmm. Amazing. And, And it's awkward. Like, don't, don't, please know that when you first start this habit, yeah. Yeah. it's going to be really it feels a little ridiculous. Yes. I am awesome. And I am <laughs> <You
0: know?
1: laughs> so it'll be really awkward at first, but I, I think the last scripture that is worth noting here is John three sixteen. for mm. God, so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And so our broken bodies, our imperfections, our ups and downs and our mental health, our sin that actually, you know, ushers in shame. Hmm. God said, no more of that. No more. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sending myself as Christ so that you can be free of that. The, Jesus allowed he went to the cross so that we could be set free from shame and condemnation, even in this area. He loved all of us so, so much. He was like, wait a minute, that's my girl. That's my guy, you know, the fearfully and wonderfully made one. Okay. And you were worth so much that Jesus, he paid all the prices so that we could actually live in a place of freedom. So, you know, when you're struggling, the very first place you need to go is Jesus, help me, help me with this. I know that you died to set me free from it, but I still feel like I'm trapped. So I Mm -hmm. need your help, Mm -hmm. you know, and then, and he'll send people, he'll send, you know, you'll be listening to this podcast. Look, you, you already are doing it right now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. SOS to God.
0: That's it. All right. So a resource for further information on this topic. Breaking Free from Body Shame, Dare to Reclaim What God Has Named Good by Jess Connelly. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed this book. I was hesitant to pick it up because, you know, look, I struggle in this area and like I roll my eyes and I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but it was excellent. It talks a lot about shame. It talks about a lot about the things we've talked about on this podcast and really good information about positive self-talk and Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. even how we should be speaking to others about their body and how we are allowing Mm -hmm. other people Mm -hmm. to speak about our body, Mm -hmm. which was good, which is something we haven't talked about on the podcast. Maybe we'll touch slightly on it on the next episode, but that's a real thing too, because, Mm -hmm. you know, we're swimming upstream when it comes to this topic, because everyone Mm -hmm. around us is wanting to put an expectation and a standard on us. And you know it could be the people in your family. It could be people that you love and that you've known all your life and who love you, but they mm-hmm. just they're using their words in in a way that is putting shame on you. And so hopefully this episode has helped you identify shame so that mm-hmm. even when it sneaks in, we can we can know, hey, this is not I'm not receiving this. I'm not taking this on. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: all right. So it was I really enjoyed this conversation. If I were to put out a coaching question for this week, maybe it's less of a coaching question, more of just a challenge. When Mm -hmm. you are in a situation where you start to think of yourself and your body in a certain way, ask yourself that question Would I say this to a friend Mm -hmm. out loud? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Would I say this to a friend out (laughs) loud? Not behind her back. Good (laughs) (laughs) qualifying. You know, and and that should that 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 should give us a little bit of a jolt that says, hey, oh gosh, you know, no, I never would say that to somebody else. And so I think what I would love for you guys to take away from this episode is just recognizing the shame, recognizing that fine line just like you talked about between conviction, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe, hey, maybe I could be stewarding my my body, my yeah. health, my wellness, my time, my energy. Maybe I could be stewarding it better. Mm-hmm. And then that you know, you should have, you're awful. You're disgusting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why are you even bothering? So just Mm -hmm. learning to recognize that shame for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm
1: -hmm. All right. So
0: up next in our series is the power of self-acceptance and body confidence in Christ. And so I want to take a little bit more of a deep dive into what it really looks like to be confident in Christ, but also Recognizing some of those external influences and know how to really speak mm-hmm. up for ourselves and how to speak truth. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Now, we're good. gonna
1: get in how to address those nasty ogres, trolls <laughs> in our lives. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> yes, because unfortunately we're all conditioned to act and behave and talk in a way and we don't even realize it anymore.
2: True. Love it so self-conscious.
0: All right, well, thank you, ladies. It was so great to talk about this. Yeah,
2: it was awesome. Thank you.
0: Are you struggling to keep track of everything that's going on in your family? I get it. Managing everyone's expectations and schedules can be challenging. However, a regular family meeting can change all that. These weekly check-ins enable you to approach each week with purpose and to be more connected to one another. If you need help getting started, you can download our free family meeting packet that includes sample agendas and discussion topics. Go to www.buildyourbestfamily.com forward slash resources to get your copy today. And don't forget, family culture isn't about perfect, it's about purpose.